Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. SFL Nation, what it do? It's your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano here. Uh, welcome, 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 right? Another Friday night. Uh, it's amazing to have you here with me tonight if you're listening. Um, thank you again. This week has been, you know, we're getting close to the holidays, right? So it's becoming more and more engaging, more and more me at work, but still try to make time for you guys every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific um, to provide you with the show tonight. Now, we are on episode 17. I just realized that tonight when I was doing everything, I was like, man, episode 17. Like, I appreciate every single show I have, every single guest I've had. It's been amazing. Uh, thanks to each and every one of you guys. And uh, kind of sharing what's today's show going to be like. Uh, one, you know, we always go through league news, but we have a new showmate, right? Somebody who's going to be joining um, the Inside the League team. Uh, a friend of mine, safety of the Memphis River Runners, uh, Bernard Smith. He's going to be now part of the show doing the, uh, you know, league news, scores, those kind of things, uh, talking about the SFLM. Um, so I'm awesome. Thank you again. I'm, I'm so happy to have uh, Bernard with me. Uh, he's a friend of mine. We we work together. Um, he's an amazing guy. So for him to come and step up and say, hey, Nelson, I want to help you with the show. I can not only tell you how much I'm very, very, very appreciative of what Bernard um, has done and he has stepped up. So thank you, Bernard. Uh, we're going to go and have an interview today of cornerback uh, Mike Scott of the uh, Ottawa Calvary a little later on tonight, um, probably around 930. Um, but with that being said, I do want to go ahead and get Mr. Bernard on the line. So, Mr. Bernard, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Look. Again, from from me to you, I want to say thank you. Thank you for stepping up and helping me out with uh, with you know uh, the show and everything, man. Um, Definitely. Before we get started and everything else, man, thank you. It's it, it's only it's going to be awesome to have you every Friday here um, to share what's going on with the SFLM and other things later. So the floor is yours, sir. Here, let me get the the news started and you're all set. All right, all right. So, bear with me, guys. How you guys doing this evening? Again, this is Bernard Smith from Memphis. So, I'm going to give you a quick recap of the SFLM games this week, week five. So, I'm going to start with the who you got, just so that way we understand where the league thought we were going this week. So, Salt Lake City, they were projected 55, and then we have San Jose with 87. Now, as far as the game is concerned... It was a crazy game, crazy game. So what we had, Salt Lake City started out, they threw their first touchdown in the first quarter to Kingston Ellington. And then right after that, San Jose came right back with another touchdown. So they were battling it out. Then we had another touchdown from Kingston Ellington at the start of the second quarter, which put them up 14-7. to They had a few big passes. But then they stopped our San Jose in that next drive. So they went up in the third quarter. 
Um, they got an interception. Salt Lake City got an interception and then a roughing the passer call, which brought that play back. So they didn't even keep that interception, unfortunately. But, again, they continue to battle it out. As we get down fourth quarter, I say we got 20 to 22. So they were battling back and forth, back and forth. But I will say their running back, Bissell, had a big 20-yard run that actually put them up. Then um, towards the end of the game, Jared Brody with the pick six to take the game away. 27 to 22 is what they end with, taking away that victory in the last second. The player of the game, again, as I speak, Kingston Ellington, four receptions, 108 yards, two touchdowns, and he averaged 27 yards in that game. So that was that one. The next game, they projected Tacoma and Ottawa. So it was 36 for Tacoma. Ottawa was 108. And who you got? And that one, that was more of a defensive battle that I would say as it started off. The first quarter was kind of slow. We had just a field goal from Tacoma. And then um, Kevin Say with a big run. Then a field goal from Tacoma again. Like I said, second quarter, Exodus had some big tackles for loss. Um, then they had a big touchdown from Ryan Roosevelt as well. At that point in time, we were at 3-17. to 17, So Ottawa was starting to take away with this game. We were trying to see if uh, Tacoma was going to come back and fight back into this game, but it was kind of tough. They got another field goal in there before the end. But Ottawa kind of took off. And in that game, 626. Player of the game, Kevin Say, as I was just saying, he had 22 rushing attempts, 155 yards, and one touchdown, and 14 receiving yards. So great job there. Um, the next game that we have on the list, Birmingham and Madison. Birmingham, 88, Madison, 51 on the who you got. Now this game is probably the most surprising game of the week mainly because Birmingham's undefeated. So everybody was expecting them to come out and blow the wheels off that one. But, boy, do we have a different different game for that one. So, honestly, the first, they went a whole quarter without getting a first down. Madison did a great job with their defense, holding them down the whole game. Um, I'm sorry about that. So, at the end of the first quarter, it was 0-10. to 10. Starting the second quarter, we had a uh, touchdown from Bilisky, and then they missed a field goal. So, we end in the second quarter 0-20. to 20. So, they're, they're working, but it just wasn't happening. End of the third quarter, I'm sorry, started the third quarter. It was 3-20, to 20, so we did get a field goal on the board, but they were holding Birmingham back the whole game. Um, Maximus Blue has some great catches bringing them out. But honestly, their quarterback, Christian Brown, um, he spent most of his game on the ground. They had so many sacks. They were taking care of him this game. Unfortunately, he was not able to capitalize on this one. Um they ended this game. What was the? Uh oh. Sorry about that, guys. I'm mixing up my notes. 
They ended the game 10 to 27. Player of the game for that one was Eric Price. 25 for 34, 321 yards and two touchdowns, 97.8 QBR rating. And then the final game of the week was the final game of the week. I'm sorry about that. Was Memphis and Albuquerque for the who you got? It was 41 to 100. Memphis, Memphis and Albuquerque. It was a defensive battle. Honestly, we were going through the first two quarters. Just field goals. We were battling it out, battling it out. Myself got my first pick in that third, um, third quarter. Then um, Mike Ryan running around. He had nine tackles. But um, Albuquerque Cliff Grizzly was in the backfield all game. I mean, honestly, OJ could not get away from him. If he wasn't in the backfield, he was stopping somebody from doing something. Um, but then we pulled away in the fourth quarter. It was rough, it was rough, but we got one big pass to Michael Hammer for 89 yards who put us in front. And again, we ended that game. Player of the game, Michael Hammer, nine receptions, 168 yards, one touchdown, and eight, and averaging 18.7 yards a game. Great games this week. And that's my recap. Bernard, really good job. On uh, on sharing what the news is tonight, man. Uh, appreciate what's going on in the SFLM. Um, yeah, man. Hey, great job first time around. Going ahead and sharing some of this news and what's going on. Uh, really awesome to see and uh, glad to have you again on the team um, for the uh, welcome to Inside the League, man. Definitely, you are now part of the team, part of the family. Um, so you guys will be hearing Bernard every Friday at 9 p.m. Uh, to go over what's been going on with the league, uh, what's been going on um, with SFLM, and then later on, maybe getting more involved in, in other parts of the show. So, again, thank you again, Bernard. Okay. I appreciate it. Um, uh, we're going to talk a about the, rough in the first one, but we'll be uh-huh. here. <laughs> oh, and also, you got a, a fan, too. I'm so sorry. I, we'll be here. <laughs> I forgot. You're, you have a fan and a teammate that wanted to wish you good luck tonight. Uh, shout out to Tyler. Uh, for reaching out to My me man. while you were doing your news stuff and um, I appreciate saying, you. hey, really good luck tonight. Um, and, and that's amazing love that you have there um, with your teammates, as well as I know in the SFLM, a lot of po- folks support you. So that's awesome to see. Um, now, the part that I want to talk about is uh, schedules. So schedules just came out. Um, that's going to be a huge thing. Uh, did you get a chance to catch the schedules by any chance, Renard? Yes, yes. So I watched the show. I saw I saw a majority of um like where who the new expansion teams are playing and things of that nature. Yeah, I definitely watched the show. Yeah, so you know, it's really awesome to see I'm gonna tell you just the quality of everything that kind of came out with you know, the schedules and everything, man. Like the presentation, mm-hmm. the uh quality of the graphics and everything else, man. Cam and, and, and the whole team that was involved in that, really good job. Uh, I want to say that was a really awesome show. Uh, and, you know, it's very interesting to see who is going to be doing what now. Uh, I'll be going over in a little bit about um, Portland's schedule, but to, to just speak about it all in general. You know, everybody's schedule came out yesterday, um, and uh, it was a 
you know, again, everybody's trying to watch. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I sat there, and I was watching, and I'm like, all right, who who do we got? You know, what's, like, trying to put in the pieces together until we got to our team. But it was very interesting to see, and then the comments and everything else, to uh, figure out exactly how season 16 is going to go. And uh, I think it's... Um, I think it's so interesting to share that with the whole community, right? Because you can see everybody on the chats and everything else kind of reacting and um, hearing great things. And shout out to Eddie Gage, man. I mean, always respectful type of guy, always somebody who is uh, in in our corner. So I always got to shout out the OG out there, uh, Eddie Gage, for that. But I think it was it was done so well, so tasteful, and um, it honestly. It, to be honest with you, it was it was a it was a great show as always that they put together and very professional, which I think is a, another piece um, that I enjoy most about this league, right? Um, so, again, is is there any schedules that you saw on there that might have excited you? Like any any ones that you were like, man, or any ones that you're like, that looks like a very tough schedule. Honestly, I feel like. Everybody will be able to compete. I don't think like I, I I hear everybody that speaks about the tough schedules and things, but when it comes down to the game time, it doesn't matter. Like it's 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 all a matter of like how the game plans that are put in, and then how how we perform that day. So honestly, I'm just excited for the next season to start. I'm excited to see all the games. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's, everybody puts in their game plans, but until you sit down and you sit back and watch that game, you don't know what's about to happen. So I, that's the most exciting thing about the league. Yeah, it's it's one thing that I tell people all the time that honestly, you um, you don't know what to really expect, right? You try to see based on trends, right? What's going to be mm-hmm. potential outcomes. And then you end up seeing, like, okay, this may be the case. But we got to always remember, right, free agency is just around the corner. Um, yeah. Once that hits, then you kind of get an idea of who's staying, who's going, what teams may start evolving and looking like. Um, and then I think, again, once you have that, you don't know who's going to be drafted, right? Uh, that draft order that came out right now is what the draft order may potentially be. But when's that? if that isn't the case, right, because, again, you have to see who signs who and if they have any roster spots left. If they don't, then, again, they don't draft in the draft, right? So um, yeah, yeah. It, that could evolve and change. And, you know, this is your first time in the league. So this is going to – I'm very excited to see where you get picked up at, how, how your experience is, because I'm going to tell you the experience from season 15's draft was so much fun. Um, getting to kind of yeah. see everybody on camera, um, getting That's to react. Yeah, getting to react. And, and again, hopefully if it continues like last year, you will be able to be mm. in a player's um, room where, again, you got to have good internet, but you'll be able to kind of share that <laughs> stuff from there. So uh, just make sure that you, you ensure that your internet's on point because if not, um, <laughs> you, you're not going to be on TV, man. I, I learned that the hard way with Cam. <laughs> I had a sign ready for Eddie Gage, you know, say, what up, though? When it got to me, uh, <laughs> Cam hit me up, was like, man, um, you going to need to get that internet fixed. I had to go run upstairs to my wife, like, yo, you got to jump off this Wi-Fi right quick, because if you don't, uh, I'm not going to be on TV. And I got this sign ready saying, what up, though, for Eddie Gage? And, uh, you know, this is my moment. So 
<laughs> so she understood and everything like that. Hopped out the Wi-Fi for a minute. But again, you know, um, the schedules are out. And I think, again, in true fashion, right, before we go into it, and I get your feedback about, again, some of these uh, uh, people that we will be going against, right? But before we get started in true tradition, before we talk about anything Portland, we got to go ahead and call all hands on deck for what's the schedule going to be looking like. So this uh, season is going to be challenging in multiple facets, right? One, we, we don't, there's going to be the folks we don't know what to expect from, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I think you have like, there's two games that we have week five and week 12, which is against the San Diego, San Diego Mavericks. Uh, brand new uh, team into the uh, Pacific division, right? New expansion team. So you, it's it's a we don't know yet, right? Due to Optimus Klein being the owner again and the type of um uh respect that he has within the league, of course we're expecting big things from Optimus Klein, but we don't know yet because he hasn't made any signings yet. He hasn't made anything again, I'm sure he's working in the background, but we don't know what's happening at the moment, right? So that unknown is is kind of the piece that it, it, it you know you don't know what to really judge on here uh first game of the of of our season is against um the st louis gladiators right um which again it's another team that is definitely there there are some changes happening off the off season so you can never know what's going to happen with st louis um another team that i can't really put my my finger on on what's going to happen at the moment you know quarterback and uh one of the coaches ended up uh testing free agency um so that was a big part of the puzzle. Um, but again, a lot of the team is also seeming like at the moment staying intact. So um, definitely looking forward to week one. Week two will be against the Tulsa Desperados. You know, Gabriel Manning, um, the whole crew over there, right? Uh, it's going to be very interesting. And then they, they also will have a change uh, potentially at the moment uh, where, you know, their quarterback is going to go into a free uh, free agency as well. So um, I think that's, Again, a you don't know what to really expect. And once free agency hits and we kind of get a better picture and the draft hits, then you'll be able to get a better understanding of what potentially these teams may be looking at going into season 16. Number three, we had the Vancouver Legion uh, is our is week three game. And Vancouver, nothing but respect for Vancouver. They're, they're a very, very strong organization. And they are very, like... It's very tough to put that. They're a very tough opponent. Got themselves into the playoffs. Um, and again, right, and they, they weren't that far away from getting into the championship. So they're a very strong organization. Haven't heard much anything happening. I know they are looking for a wide receiver. You know, uh, rest in peace, uh, uh, Pritch uh, and um, Rich Pratchard, right? And um, and I think, again, you know, that's a tough part. Everybody's really rooting for uh, Vancouver at the moment. Um, for that, you know, again, because we wanted to see that Cinderella story, I think it would have been awesome for them to be able to get a championship in honor of Rich. Um, then we have week four at uh, Fort Worth Toros, uh, which will get, is a game that we are very are looking forward to uh, just because they spanked us the last game uh, last month. Uh, sorry, last season and season 15. And I think definitely there's there. There, there's some changes happening there as well. Um, a friend of mine, Xander Gold, will be um, 
you know, again, testing free agency, uh, which would definitely be interesting to see where he goes. He is a veteran quarterback, good friend of mine. Um, so it, it it sucks that I'm not going to be able to see him again on the Toros or what we don't know, right? We don't know who's signing and whatnot. But at the moment, um, I don't know what's going on with Xander. But um, we are looking forward to playing the Fort Worth Toros again due to the fact that they spanked us last time, right? Uh, week five, like I talked about, was the uh, San Diego Mavericks, which we don't know what's going on. But I already touched on that. Number six is our good friends in Arizona, the Scorpions. You know, Eddie Gage, Ashley Jackson has all my respect in the world. Um, so that will be more of our our, our, our friendly competition game. Um, looking very forward to it. Eddie has done an amazing job really trying to get his offense together. And he's a defensive guru. And Ashley, he has been able to help Ashley Jackson progress positively, um, which I'm very excited to see what she does. Again, second year in that system. So it's very exciting to see friends of ours. I think when we did our um, when we did our game, our simulation game, I ended up calling that, I think, the West Bowl. I got to go back and see, and I'm going to touch upon that afterwards. But it was all in, in, in good fun. It was, it was very friendly. And um, I'm looking forward to that game just to have uh, friends of ours sharing the same field as us. So uh, that'll be awesome on week six. Week seven, we have our coaching tree uh, competition. You know, Jeremy Vega and the Denver Nightwings, who had a very, very great season last season. Again, I know they didn't get to where they wanted to, which is the championship, which everybody had projected it to be. Um, but um, it's definitely a very difficult team at week seven uh, because, again, a lot of the progressions will be in and everything else. But it'll be awesome to go over there and, and the relationship that Jacob and Jeremy have is, is really well. So it's just, again, that family connection, uh, going to go see an old friend of ours on week seven, uh, week eight, we have the Houston hyenas, which again, we did get our first win against last year, uh, or last season, uh, pardon me, but, um, I always hold respect for, 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 for Houston. Um, Damon has been somebody who's been in this league for a long time, right? Uh, OG as well. And, he has a lot of knowledge and skills in the game, and that's not a game that we're going to be sneezing at or saying any otherwise. Yes, we won the game last season, but don't think that, that that's going to be an easy win or anything in that shape or form. And, um, and you know, much respect to Houston Hyenas as well. Uh, week nine, we have uh, the uh, Carolina Skyhawks, friend of our Harish Prasad, um, going to go and play against them. And, and that's, again, a game that, you know, Carolina – has been going through multiple changes as well. Um, quarterback uh, was promoted to um, to uh, Los, Los Angeles, which congratulations to him. Um, you have, uh, you know, his, uh, his tight end and um, wide receiver testing free agency, right? And again, I want to kind of share this. If you test free agency, it does not mean you're not going to come back to your team, right? You may be wanting to see what other opportunities are out there or whatever the case may be, but it never means that you have bad blood with your old team. It just means that you're trying to see what's out there, right? Which never hurts to do. Um, but uh, those are the potential, what it looks like right now in the sense of changes. Um, but I know Harish, and he's a very prepared and meticulous type of person. If you ever watch his uh, Twitch, he's uh, pretty constantly busy um, and stay and has a pretty tight schedule. But it's very interesting to see them on week nine. Week 10, we have the brand new... Uh, Los Angeles Lycans, uh, week 10, and I'm very excited for that game. Um, previous 
um, organization in Chicago moving down west, uh, moving out west, sorry, uh, to Los Angeles. Um, again, you know, I'm an L.A. boy, so uh, it's awesome to see L.A. having a team in this league. Um, and we'll be very interested to see another. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, some of the folks in Chicago seem that they have tested free agency just to see what's going on. Um, this is prior to knowing the knowledge of it, you know, the movements and everything like that. Um, but Tom Rahman, uh, Rochelle Colston, uh, they look like they have Colston. Sorry. They seem like they have a plan and, uh, it's very interesting to see what, what they end up doing being a new organization and it's a new franchise, but same organization and taking those pieces that worked in Chicago and putting their own spin on it. It's very interesting when you see all that come together. Uh, week 11, we have the Charleston Predators, which we got our second win of the season. Um, and a very great organization, right? Uh, we get a we got a lot of love from uh, the owner of the Charleston Predators, um, you know the game that we played and whatnot. And I, I, I all I can say is thank you so much when folks see what we're doing in our organization and seeing what we're able to accomplish. It's awesome to feel that because folks understand the work that takes place to be in these situations and we to be still be competitive with 13 rookies, right? Um, it, it, it becomes, it, it's a challenge, right? We're all learning together, but I think the team really rallied to get uh, rallied up and Neil's had a energy in the locker room to say, Hey, this will not be us. We will not let this define us. And we're going to grow together as a, as an organization. So I think that's really awesome. And it's awesome to revisit them on week 11. And then finally week 12, like I said, we're going to have our game against the San Diego Mavericks, which again, seems like it's going to be a natural rivalry, being in the same division and also being uh, playing them two times this year. So that's how this, the, the schedule is going to come up with our Portland fleet. Now, uh, Bernard, as being the non-biased party that you are, um, how do you yep. think this really pans out? Uh, and what some, what some of these games that you may be um, seeing and saying, hey, that, that's going to be a very difficult team or whatever the case may be? Um, in correlation to your schedule that you just discussed, honestly, one, we do still have to take, keep in mind of the free agency and where everybody goes with the draft. But I think, um, you should have a much better turnaround this season. Now, I think your your biggest thing is you, you're going to need to acquire a few more defensive monsters so that way you can kind of lock down the squad. And then you'll be competing with everybody else up there. You might be in the playoffs next season. That's that's the hope, right? Like this, this uh, you know, with, um, with everything that's kind of been like, again, um, you know, we, we still have to go through and see what pieces we're going to end up doing, right? Um, but you're right, right? Like, the, the plan is to be consistent. I always talk about the message and the vision I have for this organization, right? And before we get into the vision, I got to laugh because I feel like I, t- I sound like our general manager talking about D90, D91's vision, right? But um, it's, again, right? Like, it is. It's the vision that I, I see in our organization. So consistency, competitiveness. Um, and being a contender each and every season in and out to um, really create a culture of of being the best, right? 
We we you That's and true. I come from that culture, right? And we didn't have that culture. I don't want to say the culture wasn't a hundred percent instilled when you and I first started at that store, right? So mm-hmm. here it takes time, right? It took almost two GMs yeah. to get to the point where we're at now. And there's uh, so many there's so many moving parts, you know. There's so, so many it's, moving it's really parts. Hard. It's so it's really hard for you to get every single piece on track at the same time. You know, exactly. so that, that building process of getting everything on the same track at the same time is, is what makes this league what it is. And I think, honestly, it, it's all a matter of how, we, how you move your players around. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's going to be interesting. You know, we, one, we have to go through the who's staying, right? So we have to go through the free agency process and see who we're signing to, to that is staying, right, the re-signing process. Then it becomes the signing process with folks who are free agents that want to try out for teams, right? So that's uh, – and, again, it's all based off of who ends up re-signing, right? So that's also part of the puzzle is, you know, who do we re-sign? Then does that mean before the draft are we going to try to pick up any type of free agency and then goes into the draft and then start your season, right? So I think there's a lot of moving parts there, but I do appreciate you – Seeing because you know me personally, you know the hard work and dedication I put in to this, this yeah. to my organization and to the league uh, to really ensure that you know again we do put a quality team together that comes out to the field to battle because you know again b- hashtag battle ready right um, we just want to make sure that's going to be the case but like I always tell everybody it's it's so many dynamics right so we got. Tulsa, who needs a quarterback at the moment, right? We don't know what the moves are going to be. It's just things that we know that's public knowledge out there, right? Um, so we got um, St. Louis that needs a quarterback. We got Tulsa that needs a quarterback. Uh, we have um, uh, uh, the Fort Worth Toros who need a quarterback. Um, we don't know what's going on with San Diego at the moment, right? Um, so it's kind of like some of these pieces here. That there's going to be some pieces there that you're not really sure still, don't know what's going to happen in Los Angeles. Don't know if Tom Rahm is going to be that person. I know Sully Richardson went over there as well. So don't know what that's going to be because those are two quarterbacks. Uh, Tom Rahm, Tom Rahm respectfully played for the Las Vegas Fury, and Sully Richardson respectfully played for um, the uh, uh, Carolina Skyhawks. So it's very interesting to see what that dynamic ends up being. Um, you know, Denver, like we don't know what's happening with these teams. So once these signings happen, then we kind of get a better understanding who's, who's state, who's still staying with their teams, who's not. And then it'll give me a, a picture as well, because then by that time, um, uh, you know, the, these teams that don't have quarterbacks have to, have a chance to sign, maybe potential quarterback to do draft wise. Um, and then you have, um, you know, the Matt, uh, San Diego who has to, go through the full roster, right? So it's going to be interesting there and seeing who they end up picking up. And then Los Angeles, we, seeing who still continues to stay on the original organization of Chicago over to Los Angeles will be interesting as well. So I think it's all a really big mix of things. Um, but all my respect to every single team, they know this. Um, I've discussed with plenty of people before the um, work that each and every one of these organizations put in. Um, we have champions in the sense of, you know, again, um, uh, Denver on our schedule. So that's going to be interesting, but you can see the dynamicness of any of these teams and, and what they're really strong on and what they strive for. Um, so this schedule again, 
not too mad at it. I know Eddie has spoken about his schedule live and being like, man, you really put it a challenge, but um, I, I really do appreciate. I think this will allow us to, to give us some uh, litmus testing to see how we're doing because you, you really honestly can't um, pinpoint and say, this is going to be a win, this is going to be a win, this is going to be a win because it's mm-hmm. such an anomaly, plus you don't know the game plan of each team. But with that yeah, being said, that's the thing. yeah, uh-huh. but um, like I said, Bernard, we're going to move forward. It looks like our guest is on the show. You know, you're always more than to, to hang out because um, you are part of the 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 inside the league family now. Uh, so you're welcome to hang out and whatnot. Uh, but we're about to bring in our next guest. Okay. All right. All right. So thank you to uh, Bernard for what he has done. He's going to be on here every Friday from 9 to 9.30, sharing what's going on with the league, uh, sharing information, scores from the SFLM, um, and keeping you intact on what's going on with the league. Now, with that being said, in true inside the league fashion, uh, I want to make sure I introduce our next guest. This is the cornerback of the Ottawa Calvary, Mike Scott. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Doing well. You? I'm doing good. You know, uh, this week has been a, a little bit of a challenge. You know, holidays are right around the corner. Um, so we're all ramping up, gearing up. And there's some challenges within the company on trying to um, fulfill the needs of everybody who walks into the store or orders online. And still run your business with the limited staffing that we can currently have due to COVID and due to uh, us trying to really capitalize later in the holiday. So, been quite tired. Work tomorrow at 6 a.m. Work Sunday at 6 a.m. And then finally get a day off on Monday. Which I'm looking very, very, very much forward to. Um, But how are you? How are you doing today? Are you at the restaurant tonight? Yep, just uh, actually just pulled up. We got about thirty minutes left. Looks like by looking online, we've we've had a pretty good night for small town Kentucky at this time of year. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm doing well. You know, had a little school earlier. Uh, had bring in some of the special ed kids that I work with and teach and. Uh, uh, get them back on track it's with the distance learning you know they they uh have trouble with it sometimes and especially i have the i have most of the emotional behavior disorders so uh they they can be a handful for their parents so i had a couple of them come in and uh i was able to work with them and get them back on track and get them going for the uh for the weekend that's awesome, Scott. I, I've told you personally, um, thank you for being a uh, educator. Um, you know, a great teacher uh, really uh, makes an impact in, in people's lives. And, you know, uh, I wasn't the best student. And I don't mean in the sense of that I wasn't uh, uh, smart. What I mean is, or, or intelligent, what I mean is um, I just, I, I was around, you know, neighborhoods and different people around that so I made wrong decisions but those educators who decided to stick with me who went above and beyond beyond their 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 call of duty to educate me to ensure I stayed in line 
communicating with one another to try to see where I was at because they really saw potential in me and multiple teachers really stepped in and really was like, hey, you have a lot of potential to waste it away and, you know, uh, childish things is what I'll call it now, right? Um, but yeah, it, uh, I want to say thank you, you know, honestly, with the, what you're doing, especially with special needs children, um, is huge. You know, I have three special needs um, family members of mine who I know what their parents go through. Um, two of them are autistic. Actually, all three of them are autistic. Um, and then I actually have an aunt of mine who has, um, I don't want to say Down syndrome. It is similar to Down syndrome, um, but uh, she doesn't have that. But my family does have a lot of special needs people. So the folks that do take the time outside to care for them, um, I just want to say thank you from all of us who uh that you definitely doing something that's amazing so thank you well thank you i appreciate that you know we don't <laughs> sometimes especially right now teachers don't hear that very often because uh with all this going on the covid and everything and parents feeling like they're having to do all the teaching and uh we don't get too much praise right now but i appreciate it no no problem man you know it's it's people like you that honestly keep this world going because I know for a fact these parents are going crazy. My siblings, they are just a handful as well. And my, my, my stepmom tries to keep them in line as much as possible. And my dad tries too. And I feel bad for some of the educators because, you know, there's only so much control you can have over Zoom. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Like, I asked my sister how was school and she was like, I fell asleep. I was like, what are you doing? Right. right? But um, again... It's our different times, but I do want to say thank you. So you, you're you being recognized for the great things you do. If you don't hear it, you at least hear from somebody who appreciates it. So I, I know if folks are listening, they probably already heard that you, you know, again, are educator, you know, of uh, uh, special needs children. And then you also own your restaurant. But um, I don't want to take away from it. Let's talk about you, right? Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are. Um, the floor is yours. Just turned 47 in August. Uh, besides being a teacher, I also coach. I've coached uh, for last, I think it's 22 years, and uh, this is my 18th year of coaching basketball, and I switched over to girls last year. Um, and I also, yeah, last year is my first year of coaching track, so uh, giving that a shot. But I've been married to my wife, Christy, for 15 years, and I have a stepdaughter. Uh, she's 23, finishing up nursing school. She got married a couple of years ago, and they uh, they uh, breed what is it, Aussie doodles. So she makes more money than we do already just doing that. That <laughs> um, uh, I see. I, she, I don't know why she didn't let me in on it. I'm like, yeah, okay. All this, all these years, I gave you all this money, and now you. Did, Y'all come up with a great idea and don't include me, but, you know, that happens, I guess. Um, really, besides that, I, I love sports. Uh, it, baseball, basketball, football, uh, and softball. Uh, I've, you know, grown up around it. I went to my first uh, professional baseball game when I was 11 months old. Um, so, you know, I've been – been around it. We have weekend season tickets to the Cincinnati Reds until I was 18 years old. And uh, just my dad was athletic director and coach. And so I've just been around it. And 
I got hooked on fantasy sports when I was about, a, I guess, uh, 11, 12 years old. Uh, I bought the, the rotisserie baseball book that came out then, the first one that ever started. It. And uh, I was hooked on it then, and then it grew to simulation sports. Uh, you know, I, I saw this, and I thought, man, this is this is something... In fact, when I first saw the SFL, I thought it was something recorded. And I thought, well, I'll look it up and everything. And and then I realized it was for real. And and then was very, you know, that was very interesting getting in. I I wish I hadn't waited as long as I did to get in, but uh, glad where I am now and glad to be a part of it. Yeah, Mike, and you know it's awesome to have gotten to you know know you and whatnot, and I think it's 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 awesome to see everybody's story, right? And what I'm gonna tell you is, you didn't join too late, right? You you at least joined, right? This league, what I've noticed, has gone right. 16 seasons, okay? Um, and there's been some people who have been here since day one, so it's never too late. Right. Um, the league's always changing, always evolving. Whenever you decide to join, it's always a great time to join. And it's awesome that you got that. Right. Yes, I think sir. when you see the quality that is put out there, the uh, telecast to the uh, broadcasters, to the stats team, like everything that takes to get that on the, the screen for you to say, hey, is that a real football game? Um, is, is, is pretty awesome. And I'm going to tell you, right, it's, it's like when I watch the games too and i'm on my lunch break people are like you watch a football and it's it's just because it feels so real and that's the awesome part of this league you know i never knew about it before first time ever joining any type of simulation sports but i'm gonna tell you it's been an amazing experience i've had so much fun and been able to create so many relationships with different people in this organization in this league um that honestly you know you never you didn't miss anything right you, you joined at a perfect time and uh, you're part of a great organization in Ottawa, um, which, you know, I know very well due to the fact that we have we had, you know, four um, Ottawa players on our, on our on our team as well. So I do think that you're in a great organization. Uh, speaking about dogs, <laughs> I'd never heard of an Aussie doodle. Uh, <laughs> I would definitely look up this later on tonight uh, to figure out what that is. I'm pretty sure it's uh, Aussie must be an Australian shepherd. And the doodle must be a labradoodle or a, a poodle. Sorry, poodle and a uh, Australian uh, shepherd mixed. Am I am I correct? I think so. I'm not real sure myself, but I, they, you know, it's uh, uh, it's something like that. And now they just, uh, I don't know. They've got smaller ones, and they've got one that's. Uh, that actually they kept and decided to keep it. And the first time I went in and I asked her why she had a camel in her house, it was so big. I mean, it was huge. And mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? She said, well, that's just a standard poodle. And I said, the standard poodles I've seen are like two foot tall. Yeah. So that thing is pretty tall big. as me. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, pretty, they're so pretty they big. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, um, we had had puppies before, not by choice. Um, and I'm going to tell you, it, I don't know how breeders do it. Um, as cute as those little puppies are, they destroy your damn house. Uh, there's no stopping them, right? You can keep them in a whelp box, but they get big enough to get out of that. And then destruction, mayhem, and havoc happens. And they're so cute and cuddly that you don't, you don't ever want to do anything. But 
you definitely are like I can't wait until somebody buys this puppy because if they don't, I will go crazy. So exactly. uh, again, <laughs> if you're ready for that experience, I'm sure one day you'll have that. But uh, it's it's pretty cool <laughs> to know. And then uh, also before we continue on the story, I thought what you shared with me about the restaurant was really cool. How you and your wife got involved with the restaurant. If you don't mind sharing that story, I thought that was pretty cool to know. How did you get into um, having a pizza, you know, a pizza, a pizza shop, right? Um, or a restaurant, right? So right. If you don't mind sharing that, I would, I think, you know, the listeners would love to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it was about, I guess it was 2011 and, and I was still, I was teaching Head Start, um, over in another town from where I live now. My wife was working, um, at the restaurant we now own Giovanni's Pizza and um, the owner he was coming to retirement age and he just approached us about maybe we'd be interested in buying it and I thought well, I don't know and um, she said well let's look into it and uh, my mom's been in business for almost 60 years so she she got in looked through the books and said hey well you know give it a shot and see what happens. He worked with us. We didn't have to get a loan or anything. We just, you know, uh, signed it off to, to him. He signed it off to us through, uh, through a lawyer and we paid him, made the payments and, uh, uh, you know, and just kind of took over and we've had, you know, a lot of places you hear that go through a lot of workers and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, but we've had in nine years, we've actually done pretty. I think we've done pretty well in nine years. We've only had uh, fifty-eight other people come through and work for us. Yeah. We've kept people back and forth a lot of the times. But uh, you know, it was just taking a chance. It could have went. It could have went downhill, and we could have not had any idea what we were doing. But uh, we kept we kept it in place what he was doing and uh you know we went from living in a trailer to to building a, a two-story house so i mean um there's chance out there for you know you see a chance you you better take it because you you might be something you'll miss and uh never get that opportunity again if you don't take it man mike that that's awesome to hear that right like the transition and everything that you you were able to make for your family um, I told you my story, right? Like my first job, and I would say official job, right? Because I had a job that they paid me under the table. I don't really count that, right? Uh, and I hope the government ain't right. this. Try to be like, hey, where's that money at? Uh, but, um, but yeah, my first job was a pizza shop, right? It was a mom and pop pizza shop. And uh, I had a blast, right? Uh, for the time that I was there, I only left due to the fact that um, some personal discrepancies amongst me and, and the owners, right? Um but the experience I had, the fast pace that it is to be in a, in, a, in a in a restaurant that serves pizza, right? Like people expect it now, right? <laughs> As if it was frozen. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, but then, you know, just the whole experience in general and how to multitask and how to handle a line and how to really uh, keep that, because it's all a system, keep everything running smoothly. Um, that's the job that gave me my first experience as an assistant manager and uh, I can't say nothing but great things about it. And I'm awesome. It's awesome to hear that how much that affected you 
And as soon as you told me yeah, I own a pizza shop, I was like, oh, man, like I, I told you that was an amazing <laughs> thing. And uh, one day, hopefully, um, when COVID kind of chills out, I'm hoping to maybe we could see we're, we're not that far from Kentucky. So <laughs> maybe that could be a cool. Yeah, like, you can see you can come you can come to Lake Cumberland and we're just right there on Lake Cumberland, you know, just a couple of miles away. So come vacation for a few days and stop by and see us. Yeah, I, I think that definitely would be a great move. And then pizza, who says no to pizza, right? <laughs> That's right. So That's right. Um, let's talk about that, your SFL story now, right? So um, you saw your game, right? And do you happen to remember what that game was? No, I don't. You know, it's like on a Sunday afternoon where I was slipping through and it was maybe still baseball and NFL just started and uh, somewhere around in there, they were st- still games going on in other sports. And I just looked and I thought, what's this simulation football league? And um, I couldn't even tell you who played. And I've watched it a couple of weekends and then yeah. I really got into it in season, uh, season 15. I saw it was, coming up well i guess the end of season 14 and then end of 15 um i'd say about halfway through i started watching every game every game and uh, i wasn't i really wasn't expecting the minor league to come up and then i signed up just a little late for it and and i wasn't i thought well i'll just wait not really so i just missed getting on a team and um back up thinking golly that's gonna be something to be on there and i've got friends a couple of my coach with they're like what is that you keep posting on twitter <laughs> and i said that's really me and then i told them when they put out the schedule a couple of weeks ago i was like that's my player you need to go watch this you need to go watch so maybe i'll get them to join before too much longer yeah and you know again that's it's kind of the story with uh, Bernard Smith, right? The the person that's helping me with the show now. Um, Bernard is somebody who I know that same thing. He was like, ah, I don't really know. Like, what are you doing over here? What is this simulation? I don't get it to now being involved. And then also a friend of mine, Josh Gill, who plays for the Annapolis Navigators. My old, uh, uh, I'm an alumni of the uh, Annapolis Navigators. So shout outs to them. Um, we're brought in as, as well because of me. Um, because they saw what, what it was about and everything. So the more people who get to involve, the more people who want to join, the more the league can grow. And that's what I'm telling you. You didn't come in a bad time. You came in a perfect time. And if somebody does decide to join because of the great experiences that you're having so far, then it's a win for us as a, as a whole league because we get to continue and have more seasons under our belt um, and be able to enjoy this product that we love so much. So now, walk me through the whole process. So once you saw the game, once you said, hey, I'm going to sign up, how did you get from point A to point B, which is currently the Ottawa Calvary? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I was excited. After I didn't make it to the to the minor leagues last year, I, you know, I saw just sit around and wait and see what happens. And uh, so I did, and... I just kept watching all the time, thinking, okay, it's going, you know, I watched all the minor league games, and then then they were like, we're going to put you on a team this week, and at first, I ended up on the Lexington Miners, and mm. uh, and I think we would have had a really good team with the players we had on that. I think we had uh, OJ, and we had uh, Josh, and I can't remember if 
Renard was on there or not, but we had we had a pretty good group um, of players. But then of course we got split up, and then I was happy the group I've ended up with in Ottawa. You know, they're yeah. just a good group of guys. I I really enjoy being uh, in that locker room. You know, you you got some guys that uh, are kind of quiet and just yeah, come on guys, and then you've got Achilles. Uh, putting things on there. I, I can't even read what it is. It's in, I guess, in Greek. But, uh, you know, he gets us fired up through all that. And, uh, you know, and then got a great leader uh, running back in Kevin Say. And, and uh, he's just, he's helped a lot of us through there telling us, you know, how, how the league goes, this being his second year. So, so yeah. you know, we've listened to yeah. him and then our coaches as well. And, um it's just been a great group of guys to be a part of. And yeah, it's it's an organization that has really built themselves. Um, I think they were one of the organizations that got a lot of their players drafted. Um, but somebody like Kevin Say, right? Uh, I've had Kevin Say on the show. Um, great guy, great father. Uh, he has two sons in the league. Um, and he's just an overall great man. Um, so shout out to him. I, I definitely know that he's 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 helping rookies go through the things that will help getting into the league, right? We don't have agents. Right. You have yourself, right? So um, helping folks understand how this works and how you can get yourself drafted. And it's not bad if you don't, right? Like you can see him. He's having a phen- He's doing phenomenal, right? And he has really made a name for himself that um, in his second season that it, it's again eventually that what he wants to happen to move into the majors is inevitably inevitably going to happen so i think you're in a great organization um and it's awesome again i know lexington would have been awesome because i'm pretty sure i think lexington was kentucky correct yes yeah so you would have been playing for the home state um in your minor league season but uh to get moved into a great organization and they all are awesome right but it's just the connection that I know from the uh, the Ottawa players that we also drafted, um, it's really awesome to see, and they've been amazing as well. Um, and shout outs to my teammates who uh, who used to play for them because they all been amazing and awesome, and, and what they've been able to bring. Now, um, you kind of shared a lot so far, so I'm not really sure what you're going to answer to this question. But what's a fun fact about you that nobody really knows about? Oh man, I don't really. <laughs> I'm not really sure about that one. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Uh, that one, when uh, you said you might ask that, I was a little worried about that one because I couldn't. <laughs> I don't. Look, I, I, I was trying to think. At one time, I, I guess about the only thing I can think of. One time, uh, I've had, I had about seven or eight different nicknames that came off of one word when I was one of those that when my voice started to change when I was younger everybody called me squeak and then it went from from that to uh somehow I started being called squigger and I didn't even know what that was or what it meant and 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 then a lady that was one of our teachers and a parent of one of our other teammates, she thought they were calling me Squiggles. 
and so it changed to that and then it i don't even know what else and then it got to where uh there was a guy that pitched for the cincinnati reds and his name was scott scudder and then everybody started calling me scudder and that kind of stuck and stayed that way and usually that's my uh handle or whatever and every group and things that i do i think it's what it is scudder25 on twitter and uh on about anything else but i was the man of many nicknames at one time it's awesome right like i love to hear the stories around it i think it'd be awesome if you start incorporating that you know you can put that in your discord name um but it's really awesome to hear right in the in the the transition from squeak to squugger to squiggles and scutter uh it's all very interesting and how it's kind of evolved with time right um and that's awesome right like that's that's a pretty that's fun fact there you go right like you got the fun fact down packed i don't know why you were worried but you did a good job answering that question (laughs) um and like i said share share that because this league is so huge you know like i've had multiple guests on here that kind of share why they chose the name that they might have or the nickname or anything like that. And I always think that's such an awesome experience to hear because we get to kind of be in your shoes for that moment in time to uh, hear something personal about you that we might have not known. Now, getting into what made you choose cornerback, like how did you come up with the decision to say, hey, I want to be a defensive back in this league? Well, <laughs> I was a quarterback when I played up through middle school and and passed the ball quite a bit. And then all of a sudden I was going into high school and they were going to run the option and maybe pass the ball uh, 10 times a year. And uh, I didn't want to do that. So I stuck with baseball and basketball. And so I filmed their games for them instead of playing for them. But I never was let to play defense, really. I think fifth grade was the last time I got to play defense. I was a cornerback. I intercepted a pass and um, thought I had the touchdown. Guy ran me down from behind. But still, it was that moment of catching that pass and heading the other way. And I thought, well, I'd I'd like to play defense again. That's awesome. You know, a lot of folks have shared, right, that they have decided to choose their position because they played, right? And regardless of when they played, they played and there was a impactful play that made them say, I want to relive that now in the league. And it's so cool to know that it's that one moment in time that, that, that made this moment happen today, right? I don't know what it is about me. I love to see journeys. I love to see how everything correlates with one another. Don't know why, maybe because that's how I came about, you know, on being the man that I am today. But, you know, it's awesome, right? Like, I think cornerbacks in this league are definitely needed because there's some really strong um, wide receivers in this league um, that, again, you need to find somebody who's challenging them. And I think a great cornerback, not including my Derek Majors and my and my Chris Stott, shout-outs to them, uh, as well as uh, Bob Funk, uh, is, you know, again, and, and Shot Allen, right? Let's not forget him. And uh, I think, again, it's such something that's so necessary in this league. If you have shut down corners, um, if you have corners that can really 
create that no-fly zone, it's it's an awesome experience nonetheless. So did, when you did finally decide and say, hey, I want to be a cornerback, did you end up – who did you model your player after? Well, I don't – I would say that Everson Walls was always my favorite growing up. I was a big Cowboys fan, and um, oh, no. he just seemed no. to the pass every game. <laughs> I, and and uh, yeah, right now I'm I'm struggling with this season. I'm just kind of watching football right now. Uh, so, <laughs> but that's who it was. You know, it was back then. It was the Cowboys or the Steelers because uh, the Bengals were so bad. There wasn't any sense being for them, even though they were the closest team. Uh, <laughs> but I just like football. But like my really right now, if I uh, wanted to be a cornerback, of course, I think my guy's a little bit bigger than this guy, but would be Jair Alexander mm. um, for okay. Green Bay. I really yeah. like him. Of course, he went he went to Louisville, and that's that's my favorite college team. So, um, you know, I really liked watching him, and and still like watching him play. Yeah, and and he's done really well in the league. Um, he really made a name name for himself with the Packers, right? Um, I think a lot of people knew he was going to do well, but I don't think they knew as well he was going to do. Um, and, and I think that's a great model player to, to kind of uh, model your player after, right? Um, so that's pretty cool right. to know that that's there. I'm really hurt to know that you are a Cowboys fan because if you ever listen to the show, <laughs> I'm actually a Washington football team fan. Um, so uh, it hurts okay. me and pains me <laughs> for you to say that. Yeah. But, the Hogs. <laughs> I just I remember watching them when I was little. I thought, man, how do you stop that running game with all them linemen and John Riggins? I mean, just run over you. Yeah, and and you know what? It's glory days that we are hoping and praying that eventually will happen again, right? I think it's been a uh, as you can tell, our NFC East is uh, the uh, not the epitome of the NFL at the moment. <laughs> Um, but um, I, I really hope that because again, our NFC East was the most affected with coaching changes, right? Ron Rivera came in for uh, Washington football team. Right. Uh, Mike McCarthy um, is, you know, the Cowboys, uh, and then you know they departed from um, what's the dude's name? Why can't I'm drawing a blank? But he went up to uh, the Giants to be their OC. But that's a change, right? And then you have Joe Judge coming into. Um, to come into uh, the Giants and try to turn that organization around and then boom, you run into Philly who hasn't had much changes in the sense of the coaching staff but still is so many changes that happen that it does make sense that this season for the whole uh, NFC East as a whole was going to be a little bit different and changing and you weren't really knowing what to expect so it's still love Mike but Man, that really hurt me. I was hoping, I wasn't really hoping it was going to be Dallas, right? But it's okay. Now, did you consider, since you did play quarterback and some other things, um, did you ever consider any other positions when you were able to um, create your player and everything else with the league? Well, I thought about wide receiver, and uh, really the only go three been wide receiver. Uh, I thought about free safety and um, – and tight end, that was kind of what I thought because um, I guess I, I, I'm more I, I like being a team player and um, and sometimes I guess growing up, especially in a small town like I did, um, 
you know, I was always the quarterback, the point guard, the starting pitcher, the or the short stop or something like that. It's nice to be able just to help the team uh, from another position besides, you know, what you see is the is seen as the star position, you know, yeah. and it's just uh, it's just fun being part of a team. Yeah, and I, I think uh, getting to know you, Mike, that for you to be a teacher, right, you have to care and you have to be empathetic and you have to say, I want to do this, right? Like, it's not a job that it's for everybody. And it's not a job that's by any stretch of the imagination easy because you're dealing with other people's children. And then again, you're taking it a step forward uh, with special needs children. And I think it, it, it does fit your demeanor, right? You just want to help. And that's what a teacher is. It's, it's a molder of minds. And not all teachers are created equal, right? But for those who decide to take on the challenge, right. I think it's pretty awesome. Um, and it shows why, you know, again, you, you're, you're, you're the person who you are and you just want to help your team be successful. That's awesome to hear. Now, being so into the league, like fairly new, right? Um, for the standpoint, right? Season 14 watching, it's, it's, there's still two seasons in, so you got to give yourself some credit, right? But what do you see the future right. of the league going? Like, so you see where it's at now, you see how almost it feels like, hey, it's like you watch it on TV and it's feeling like real football. Where do you see the future of the league going? Well, it's. I don't really know, but, you know, in talks I've had with teammates and, and other people around the league, that I don't see why I, that there couldn't be big, more expansion. Uh, I just think the word needs to get out there more. You know, the more people see it and talk about it, what is this? I think there's a lot more people that would love to play if they, if you could just get them to sit down and watch a game. Uh, I think it would grow exponentially just if people could see it because there's so many people play these video games and there's a lot of them like me that we're not real good at them you know I kind of miss that uh I didn't have a chance to sit down and and play and play and play these games but when I got a chance to be a general manager or a, uh or a coach or something like that where my decisions made a difference and, you know, and the players just played by what, how I set the game. Um, it was awesome. And I think more people would see that if they could just, if they just watch a game and under, and if you listen, you you don't take long to understand what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and that's the part that's so awesome is that it is tailored to the audience that, that we have out there. Right. I think, um, more involvement is, is key. I think for me personally, I want to see more fans, right? Like true fans, like somebody that comes and say, hey, I come every whatever this game is, right? To say, hey, I want this to be, um, you know, something I want to be paying attention of every single week yeah, that yeah. I'm able to do it. And, um, you know, I think that's the next part. That's the next part is really having fans, really having that content that people can always take part of and not just see the games at that time, but just like how you watch ESPN or NFL Network, you have some place to really dial back and come back to to continue with that content experience. And I think that will give you, one, more opportunities, like you said, for people to get to know what the league is about, but then, two, give us more of that um, 
where I see the future going is more fans and more people following because of what they see on screen and what we're able to put out there as a product on the field. Now, being in the SFL, what has your experience been in that in that whole minor league system? Um, how have you been enjoying it and uh, and whatnot? Like, how has it been for you? Uh, it's it's been great. You know, it's uh, the first night that we actually had our games. I I had mentioned something to my wife about it, and she just didn't pay much attention. And uh, my daughter had happened to come over. It was actually my wife's birthday, and um, our daughter came over, and she's they're watching, and it's about time for the game to start. And so I'm playing, and then and I'm like I start like yelling at the screen at my guy because I got burnt for a touchdown right off the bat in the first game. And uh, I think it, I think Josh Gill got me there the first game against the Naples and um, they're like, what are you doing? And I said, <laughs> my guy. And they're like, your guy. And then about that time it went, by the time I got him to look at it, I'd made a tackle and it popped up my name on the screen. They're like, is that you? And I said, yeah, I've gotten it. So I had to explain to them what I was doing. And and uh, so that was awesome. And then, you know, we lost the first week. And um, I just, I don't know, we just didn't play very well. And the next two weeks came out uh, just win. It. Of course, it's fun to win. Everybody loves to win. And, uh, and then we played Birmingham, an exciting game, overtime game. And... Uh, uh, I enjoyed that game because there's a lot of passing, and I was running all over the field, knocking down passes, got another interception, and uh, it, it was just fun. And then, uh, and then we played well again this week too. And uh, it's just it, it's just fun, you know. Even when we don't play well or we uh, have found a way to lose, everybody's still up. You know, hey, heads up, let's go get them next time. Get your progression in and we'll get better and you know and the coaches just uh telling you you know it'd be okay we'll we'll change the game plan around a little bit and get us back on track and that's that's what what's happened and it's just uh it's awesome and it's awesome when you intercept one and run it back for a touchdown too i finally got in the end zone you know uh week two i think it was and that's that's always fun and you've been and your player has done well right like again um, I think it's two touchdowns and seven uh, uh, pass deflections at the moment, right? So it's very you're you're doing well in the position that you're in, um, and I'm really glad. Again, one play doesn't define who you are; it's the whole season in general, right? But um, again, right. it looks like you bounce back, and and that's the point, right? Like you want to have grit in this league because again, things don't always go the way that you wanted to, but um, that's where perseverance, grit. And the things that you need to kind of move forward shows that you keep on fighting. You could potentially be in the same realm as, as you are as well. Now, sticking with the SFLM, what do you enjoy most about being in it? Like, what is what is the the things that have really made you say, hey, I really enjoy being part of this, you know, in the SFLM or even in the SFL? Well, um, with the SFLM, just... I guess it was kind of starting in the summer. You kind of had the same group of guys that were in chat and wondering what team they were going to be on. And and then everybody just uh, congratulating each other what team they were on and back and forth. And 
and just the, the, I guess the relationships you make out of it, you know, from people all over, you know, not just the country, but all over the world. Uh, it's just, uh, it's an awesome experience because I, you know, I'd never talked to a lot of these people from where I am, you know, and, and a lot of them definitely wouldn't come here. And, and I, you know, I'd be glad for them too, but it's just not a, you know, not a very big place. And uh, to be able to talk to some of these people from uh, just all over, it's just, uh, it's awesome. Just, you know, on our team, I don't know where everybody's from, but I know we've got one that uh, uh, does security at uh, a hospital in Nashville. And, uh, you know, that's just, that's just awesome. Uh, yeah. So it's just getting to see the, the different people. And when you think about it, that's really what, what sports is. To me, it's, it's bringing people together. And that's, that's the part that I enjoy the most, to be honest with you, Mike, right? It's, for me, I, I, like I told you, I love to see the journey, right? Um, and, and also understanding the people's you know, stories and everything else, because everybody has a story, right? I have a story too. I don't always share the whole story, but I have a story as well. And I think it's awesome to really share and and really find a common ground with everybody and enjoy the moments, right? Because honestly, it's the people in this league that make that, um, make it a difference, right? And make it enjoyable and make it awesome. And, And when you get to know people and you see all walks of life or what everybody does, it's cool too to know that we're all in, we all have all these different things happening yet we still come back to this one um you know common point which is the league and it's awesome to really share and get to know people like that i think that's my favorite part of this and this to me what we're doing right now doesn't feel like work it's actually feel it's 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 a hobby of mine that has allowed me to hone in on a skill that i probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to do right but at the same time, too, right. it puts me in a position of enjoying what I enjoy the most, which is getting to know people, which, you know, again, being a general manager is is your your responsibility is to, you know, again, get to know people, network, really uh, build that relationships. And then um, always being that you're that face of your organization. So a great GM understands, you know, um, the whole kit and caboodle, what it takes to keep an organization intact and i really feel like a gm is your backbone because they're the line of defense not line of defense but the first line when it comes down to your owner telling you what they need uh you are the bridge also to your coaches and then you're also the mediator with everybody to say hey we're all going to get on the same page so uh it's it's really been awesome great experience and uh, i'm gonna tell you the same things you love is, is the same things that i love as well now, what has been your, and I, I think I'm going to know this answer just based on what you said before, but what has been your best SFL memory thus far? <laughs> uh, the interception and running it back for a touchdown. <laughs> uh, that I was, figured it. I figured that was it awesome because we, we were playing well and we were stopping them and everything, and all of a sudden I had to stop it and make sure it was me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> And uh, I was like, go, go, go. And, and uh, there wasn't anybody even close to me. So it was, I was like, don't fall down. You know, I thought this would be the time <laughs> on this game the guy falls down on the way. But, uh, no, nah, I made it. It was awesome. 
And you don't want to pull that guy from the quarterback from the Giants who had that big run and then just ends up tripping on air. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) So I definitely understand that. And that's an awesome memory, right? Like, um, I always ask that question because everybody has a memory in this league. And uh, it's what's important to you. And uh, to share that, your first touchdown running back for a touchdown – uh, a defensive touchdown, that's awesome, right? Like any, it's not an everyday thing and you got to experience that um, and help your team be better, which is an amazing story and ama- amazing memory to share. Now, now that we got kind of through the league, the player and everything else, um, it's now starting to get to, you know, you are a potential draftee in this league, right? So what are you looking for in a team that potentially may draft you going into uh, December? <clears throat> Excuse me, I got a little <clears throat> something in my throat there. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to choke you up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, um, I, you know, I own a team, and uh, I think I when I'd spoken to you earlier that uh, you know I'm, I'm not big into the smack talking and and silly ignorance that that you see sometimes in sports. I'm, I. I just don't, as a coach, I don't put up with it, and I and I just, you know, I like to have fun, but uh, sometimes we we can take it a little too far, and and you know that kind of takes the fun out of it. But I, I want a team that's, that's willing to work hard. Everybody's accountable for what they do, uh, and and you know, pick each other up when something something goes bad or something goes wrong. Uh, and then, and then, it, you know, celebrate together. Be a, be a team. You, you know, if you're not a team, if your dog goes to one or two people, that that's not a lot of fun. And it's, uh, you know, it's uh, glory to the team and not to to me. Uh, I just, you know, and, and then however else I can help. Uh, you know, I I like stats. I love stats. I, you know, we had a scrimmage today. I was. I downloaded about three stat programs for basketball today and tried to figure out which one was the best one to use. So I like, I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy writing. Uh, you know, I, I don't care to, to write, especially about sports. And, uh, I know when I coached high school softball, I, I wrote the articles for the paper because they, they'd show up and take a picture and then wouldn't write an article. So I, I would write the article about the games. So, you know, things like that, any, any way to, to help out and, and get word out about about your team and even about the league. That's awesome. You know, again, this league is, is built by people who have that passion. And you find your passion in this league, right? I think that's another part that's awesome because you don't really – like again you don't know what you don't know and like myself i didn't expect to do podcasting and having a live show right i didn't you know same thing with ashley jackson we we weren't people who thought hey this is something that we were going to do until uh, other people were like hey try it out right see how you feel about it and getting that that support from the community to say hey go ahead and do it right and i think it, again for what you're doing we need there's so many facets to this league right there's um, the folks that do the beat team, right? You have the folks, the content team, you have the broadcast team, you have 
so many different people who put this together um, that honestly, uh, whatever you feel like you want to try out and do, uh, we even have a stats team, right? If you if you didn't know, right? Those are the, the folks that are so key right. to broadcasters because honestly, they're the ones that make it sound so smart. Um, and uh, shout outs to them because it does take a special type of person to do stats. I tried it once, wasn't the best at it, um, but it, it again... <laughs> It, it's it's it gave me a more it gave me an appreciation to understand what it takes to do that right um so that's pretty awesome now right. I, you you kind of shared what you would bring to an organization such as you know being able to do stats and being a team player but is there anything else that you would bring to an organization uh, if they were to draft you as far as a person you know I'm I'm just laid back. Um, get along pretty much with everybody you kind of have to do that as a teacher especially a special ed teacher but uh here lately i've been on uh i guess i've been on twitter a lot more and i look back and i've tweeted more about the sfl and sflm than i have anything else in uh, i think 10 or 11 years that i've had however long i've had twitter so uh you know that's that's something else that that I would bring to the team. Um, but I just, you know, just that willingness to do whatever and wanting to to uh, do your best to win and pull everybody together. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think, again, there's so many things that you – as long as you're such a good person, right, I think, um, and your understanding and you always put that best foot forward that – Again, any organization will appreciate that, right? And for a, I don't even want to consider myself a vet, but I guess you can now that I'm see, I'm going into my second season, right? Um, it's right. just understanding that you're, you're going to see different people um, enjoying this league differently, and uh, you always have your choice on how you want that to be the case um, in this league, right? Like I, I always give the buyer beware type of gen chat, right? If you jump into gen chat, just be prepared to see multiple ways that people enjoy this league right um but but i'm gonna tell you don't let that ever turn you off because you have the choice of engaging or not if you see something you don't like in gen chat you're able to get right out right and continue on and moving on to whatever other things that may appeal to you and um and that's the part right like you don't have to engage and and i had to learn that the hard way right I, i think i've seen plenty of times in gen chat people talking um so greatly about Portland, right? Um, that it was right. very difficult for me to not want to respond back. But I feel like actions speak louder than words. And to not sit there and, and, and bicker with people when they don't understand the work that it takes to be having a team, to have an organization, to get things rolling. Uh, you learn really quickly that sometimes it's just you get to choose and I choose a lot of times to keep on the focus of getting my team into the best position possible versus worrying about what others may think is happening in the organization, right? Um, but that's just a, a fun fact for, you know, something I want to share with you because, again, you're, you're similar like me. I'm not a big smack talker, right? I, I let the actions on the field speak for themselves, Um but I am a person who defends my 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 team, right? So 
they may talk about the fleet, but if they start talking about an individual, then of course that's where I feel like, hey, I need to defend the people that I have in my organization because each and every one of those uh, men or women who decided to join us ride rode with us going through our inaugural season that wasn't what we expected it to be, but they showed the grit and perseverance that we look for, and I'm going to step up for them because they believed in the in the vision that I had. Uh, for this organization now do you have any goals that you want to be able to accomplish while you're being in this league oh uh, you know I'd, I'd obviously like to be one of the better cornerbacks or you know whatever position it may be that I am playing you know um uh, uh, just a to be recognized as one of the better ones, but it'd also be just as good to be recognized as one of the good guys um, that that people would want on their team. Uh, you know, it's always good to be wanted as well. Um, sometimes people um, put themselves out there in ways that, that, you know, maybe you don't want them on your team, and sometimes it is just because you don't know them or whatever, but... Um, I just and and I'd like to win, you know, or it, and it doesn't doesn't matter if it's the first year I'm playing or or the tenth year I'm playing. Uh, it's it's good to to be with a group that's that's building to win. That that's always fun as well. I, you know, I've been a part of teams that were really good, and I've been a part that were really young, and we said wait a couple of years and we'll be good, and and that's what happened and. Uh, so it, it's it's fun either way, just to to be able to to be a part of it and and uh, and and be the best you can be and and you know you'll get recognized and and you'll get what you want if if you just work hard at it. Yeah, and it as a coach and you being a coach of multiple different types of sports, I think that's great. That's great, right? Like you understand the process it takes, right? It's not overnight. Um, Sometimes you're lucky to say, hey, I come in and everything gets better, right? But like what I do for a living, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a store manager at Best Buy, right? And uh, it's funny because me and Bernard, we both work in the same store. That's how we know each other. And uh, yeah. seeing the growth from 2017 when I came back to the company to help this store out to last year finishing number one in the company, last month finishing number three in the company. These are out of 1,000 stores. It was a process. 2017 didn't go that way. 2018 got better, but it didn't go that way. In 2019 to 2020, we've been able to dominate and continuously dominate and create a culture that is sustainable. And that's the part that's the toughest, right? You have to get people who believe in your vision and in your message to say, hey, I'm going to create a sustainable culture. And it's, it's honestly, I don't even want to say create because that word create isn't something you can you can create it's something naturally natural and organic and if you set the right standards in the beginning and let people know what is expected of them and the goals and we're not going to take nothing less than that then everybody believes in what needs to happen and you're able to surpass what other stores can't because they might not have picked up the right talent or they may not have shared what the goals are or understand how we do that and they didn't understand what they came into every single person i interviewed is coming to this store understood that they were coming to a top 10 organ uh, uh store and that they were here to take us to number one that's it 
You are here to take us from 10 to 1 and nothing else. So they understood the expectation and what exactly was supposed to happen for them to help out. And that's why even during COVID, we were able to be one of the best stores in the company because they understood exactly what was expected of them. So I think you share some great things as well as being a coach and realistically saying, hey, I'm okay with going with those type of teams because it's part of the process and it's part of the building. And then and it helps with the story too to let you know like, hey, I was I was from here, but look where we're at now. And that's always an amazing story to that's share right. um, with everybody. Now, what have you learned while being in this league? Has there any been has there been anything that you kind of learned while going along or that somebody taught you? Like what have you learned while being in this league? You know, of course, I still see the one thing, that, especially still being in the minors, is you're talking about getting in the gym chat. And, and most times, mean, every now and then I might post something in there. Um, but it's, it, it is, it can be a little intimidating sometimes when you get on there and some of the things they're talking about and you're not really even sure what they're talking about sometimes. <laughs> uh, so, I, so I try to... I try to stay in the minors there, and our chat goes a little smoother. But uh, And one thing, I guess last year I reached out some to owners um, but didn't didn't enough. But then again, you know, they didn't really get to see much of me. And, and I didn't – and to me, I didn't think uh, even reaching out to them at that point in time, not even being a part of the minors just – barely missing out on it and all I was doing was banking weeks I didn't really feel like I deserved a chance to be in it so I didn't reach out to many um and this time having a player that had been through all that and uh had those bank weeks so my player was you know a little bit better to start with as the season was over a lot of others that uh you know I haven't had to reach out to as many but I could see that being something you'd need to if you were maybe just now getting in the minor leagues, that if you had something that you could really give to the league, that you you need to reach out and, and get hold of as many owners and GMs as you can. And, uh, and you know, and I've kind of been waiting on the process to see, try to figure out who, who needs cornerbacks, who, you know, what teams are looking for. Um, because even though you might be able to get in with somebody, um, if you see that need as a, some, some form of what your position is, uh, you know, get hold of them and, uh, they'll get back to you sooner or later. And, uh, you yeah. know, after a couple of times, if they don't, they've either missed you in their messages or, or, uh, you know, that's, that's not a need they're looking for and, that's that's just the one thing that I guess I've learned the most, and uh, you know, not be too quiet because if, if you're too quiet, nobody knows what you're doing. Nobody knows yeah. what you're about, and I don't usually, you know, I'm not big on talking, even though it may sound different now that you got me on here. But it seems <laughs> like uh, to me, it seems like to me, it's just me and you talking. You know, you could be sitting right here with me, and it wouldn't be any different. And, uh, yeah, uh, and I'm okay at that. But, if you'd have thrown about five other people talking to you, I'd have been so nervous. I'd have dialed the wrong number. No telling who I'd be talking to. <laughs> no, and, and that's, the, that's the part of this whole um, situation, Mike, is that it's honestly to give folks a platform to be able to feel comfortable, right? 
um, we are having a conversation. It's a conversation that everybody gets to enjoy and listen to, and you feel comfortable because honestly, you know what to expect. I, I, that's one thing that I really take pride on is to make sure people know what to expect, right? I don't want to throw any curveballs. There's not going to be any challenging questions over here that are going to make you be like, oh, should I even say anything? Because, you know, this might cause controversy. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to create that. What I'm trying to do is give folks an opportunity to speak and share their story and find like-minded people as well who want to also, you know, take part and, you know, build friendships, right? I build friendships in this league um, that I really do um, appreciate and and I really do hold dear because we, a lot of these people I don't know personally, right? Um, There's a couple, yes, that I know, like Mel Davis, who's my OC and head coach, um, is somebody I know personally, right? Um, Bernard Smith, I know him personally. Josh Gill, I know him personally. But there's other people that I really do hold in high regards. Uh, even my owner, right, Jacob, we never got to see meet each other face to face, but he's one of my, I speak to him on the daily, right? And so right. I have a good relationship with him and uh, shout outs to him. And, and he's going through some challenging times today. So uh, my prayers are, are, are to uh, my owner um, and his family. Um, with the situation he's going through. And, uh, you know, Eddie Gage, I never met Eddie Gage a day in my life, but the respect I have for him is, is, is out of this world. Same thing with Ashley Jackson, his GM. The respect that I have for both of them is out of this world because they've been able to show me the same hosp- hospitality that I would show anybody that I, that I appreciate. So when you're, when you're real with me, I'm real with you. And, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. I mean, uh, Ben Jackson, right, my head coach, uh, for uh, Annapolis, I don't know him personally. He, I think he lives around here, if I'm not mistaken, in Maryland, where I live at. We never met eye to eye, but you know, again, somebody I respect highly, somebody I, I, I want uh, to keep around because they are so knowledgeable, but at the same time, too, they're so genuine. And I could keep on going down the right. list and not even and include all the players that play for me as well and the great relationships I have with them, so on and so forth. Right to my D, uh, DC, uh, you know, uh, Art Vandelay. Um, who I have a great relationship with as well. Like, there's so many people I've been able to build, and even though we haven't had a face conversation, they that we've been able to build that relationship and have um, a relationship that that re- revolves around the SFL, and it's really awesome. And I'm glad you feel comfortable enough to be on the show and speak. Um, and I'm glad I was able to make you feel comfortable because I don't want any of my guests to feel uncomfortable because it is always just about you and about what you bring along, and hopefully I'm able to share who I am a little bit with with everything else. So before we end this tonight, this is your part. I'm rolling out the red carpet for you, Mike. Um, These are where you can share your last thoughts, right? So things we might not talk about, things you want to share uh, that you want folks to know. Um, Please plug in your your Twitter, right? Uh, Please plug in your Discord, um, because again, if anybody wants to reach out to you, whether a rookie owner, GM, or whatever, you have an opportunity. They can listen back to this and, and know where exactly where to go to. So the floor is yours, Mike. Right. Yeah. You know, I just uh, I've really enjoyed my time here in the SFL so far, and in the minor leagues, and and uh, meeting the different people, and um, you know, getting getting it out there on, on Twitter, Scudder25, and, um, you know, I try to let everybody know, you know, especially if I've got a game coming up, I usually like everything else that 
happens with the uh, either the the major league or the minor league, and um, let everybody know. And uh, just uh, I'm I'm just excited to be a part of this. Uh, hope to get drafted, and uh, the higher the better, I guess. But just to get drafted would be great. Um, you know, if uh, anybody's looking for a cornerback, I'm readily available and uh, willing to to do whatever your needs are for a cornerback and uh, help your team um, get better and improve and or or stay at the top, whichever it may be. I'm, uh, you know, and I appreciate uh, the time tonight on on your show. This is. This has actually been pretty good. I, I, for some reason, just talking, you know, on Discord back and forth with you, I, I, I thought, man, this this won't be too bad here. Um, you know, yeah, it, I already seemed to get to know each other a little bit through there. So, you know, it, it was already like like talking to somebody I already knew. And uh, it just uh, makes it easy. And I would encourage any of the other uh, rookies looking to – to you know, get their name out there to to give Nelson a holler here and and get on this get on this show and it's 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 not bad at all. I've, I've really <laughs> obviously I looked down here at the time and I didn't realize we've been talking this long. In fact, the uh, girls inside our pizzeria they've uh, they've shut down the place and went on home. So I just let, let <laughs> me sit there, but. Yet. Uh, I think I heard him too. Yeah. On you. Is everything all right? You're like, yeah, I'm good. Don't worry. About it. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead and lock up. Go on. It'll be all right. So, no, I just uh, thank you for giving me this opportunity, and uh, and hopefully, you know, uh, we'll keep on with the relationship, friendship yeah, through definitely. No matter what happens, you know, and uh, I'll exactly. be glad to to come back on your show anytime that that I'm available. Yeah, Mike, look, I, I know you have a busy schedule with, with balancing both, you know, the restaurant and, and, and you know, your, your teaching. Um, so I appreciate you taking the time and you actually, you know, giving me the time that you allowed me to tonight. Like, it's honestly really appreciated. And I, I do thank you again for recommending for rookies to come on here. I always say that, you know, if you do want to come on the show, just reach out to me. Um, I'll be happy to make those accommodations. And just because of the holiday season coming up, me working in retail, I had to kind of minimize the interviews to one person an evening. I used to do two, and these would go into like one, two in the morning, and I'm over here like burnt out. Um, so with retail and that, it's really hard for me to do both. But again, I really do appreciate it um, because honestly, this show is nothing without the guests that join in here, and you're one of now. Um, and you're always welcome to come here, you or any other of your Ottawa teammates. If they do want to join the show, they're more than welcome to. They just got to reach out, okay? But with that being said, thank you so right, much thank you. Um, for joining me tonight. Um, you have a wonderful evening, and uh, I'll, I'll talk to you a little bit later, okay? All righty. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. So again, right, thank you to uh, Mike Scott. I appreciate you jumping on the show tonight. Shout-outs to Menard Smith, the new member of the Inside the League family teammate uh, who will be sharing updates and things of that sort. And again, hey, you know, this show isn't without anybody, like without my guests. And if you do want to join the show, like you, you heard Scott say, um, 
just hit me up on Discord. It's Nelson Lozano, Portland GM. Um, you can reach out to me. I'm on Twitter, uh, Ray underscore Supreme. That's R-E-Y underscore S-U-P-R-E-M-E. Um, and again, I appreciate it. I appreciate tonight's uh, guest. I appreciate everybody who listens. Again, we'll be back again, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. Um, look, things, events that are coming forward to just look out for. We're going to have re-signings coming soon. I think it's November 20th um, for players that want to re-sign with teams. Uh, then we'll have a period where uh, players can sign with teams, so free agents who want to go ahead and sign with teams, and then leading on into the draft in December. So there's going to be a lot of key things we'll talk about in future shows. But like I always say, thank you so much, SFL Nation, for, for being with me, sticking with me on a Friday night. You can be anywhere else in the world, but you decided to be here with me, your favorite GM, Nelson Lozano. And with that being said, you have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe, and uh, I'll talk to you next Friday. Good night.